When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now, happy Thursday. Hey, we're two weeks away from St. Patty's Day, Kat. Look at us go. One of my favorite days of the year. Are you doing something this year? What are you doing? Bars. You're going out to the bars. Well, there's a, in my new hood... There's a bar around the corner. It's like a mm-hmm. lifelong dream come true. So I think I got to keep it local in the hood and make multiple visits throughout the day. Okay. That seems like you're supporting local and I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a Scottish pub in Burlington. So I think I'll be there for a little bit and we'll see where else uh, my buddies drag me. Because usually that's what happens on St. Patty's Day. That's still two weeks away. Um, there's a lot going on. We're going to talk about two wild relationship scenarios one of them the woman's convinced her husband wants to bang her sister we'll get to that and another one too which is just as crazy but first off i do want to touch on this you'll remember during the pandemic when uh doug ford outlawed church services the trinity bible chapel in woolwich and the church of god in aylmer both opened up and they had multiple run-ins with the bylaw officers and the police were called several times right. because what, what the hell do you do? I mean, there's people praying. I mean, fuck, call the cops. So they, they got in a lot of trouble and they got written up and people were put in custody at one point, as I recall. And yesterday they finally had their challenge in the superior court. The superior court ruled in favor of pandemic restrictions and dismissed the challenge from Trinity Bible Chapel and the Church of God. They say, this is the judge, the gathering limits did, they did infringe on fundamental religious freedoms, but they were reasonable and justifiable because during the pandemic, the government had a responsibility to act in the public interest. She said, this is the judge, the benefits of the restrictions outweighed harmful effects on religious freedoms. Hmm. I was curious to follow that one. Yeah, I was too. I was too. I don't know that I agree with the judge 100%. I can certainly see where the judge is coming from. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I guess in the scope of Ontario's pandemic response, Maybe this was justified, but there's also many people who would point out that Ontario's pandemic response was so over the top, whereas the rest of the world shut down once. Generally, we shut down four times. So there's a lot of people who would make that argument that the entire response from the province wasn't proportionate to the actual situation. So I would assume there's going to be an appeal. I, I, as far as I understand it, this church mainly runs on donations. So I don't know how much they can afford to fund appeals in mm-hmm. the Superior Court of Justice. But uh, that was the ruling from the judge that the pandemic measures were reasonable because the government had a responsibility to act. Now, we can take a deeper dive into that anytime, anybody who wants to, and and try and figure out if that's actually accurate. If those did proportionately deal with the situation that we were facing, 
Or maybe somebody should come out and make the argument that no, our freedoms are our freedoms and that one is specifically guaranteed to us as a freedom, our freedom of religious expression. So uh, I don't know what will come out of it, if anything will come out of it, but for now, that's the ruling from the judge. Uh, University of Waterloo has announced they're keeping their vax mandate in place for the rest of the winter term. Okay. And they say they have no plans to bring back the staff they put on unpaid leave for not providing proof of vaccination. They said the terminations are final. I uh, I have a feeling this chapter is not finished being written yet, so we'll leave it there where it is. Um, Tomorrow. This is kind of neat. I don't know if it's just because I watched so many space movies when I was younger, Mm -hmm. but... There's an out-of-control rocket. <laughs> as soon as you say that, that makes me laugh. <laughs> I, I've seen one of those before. <laughs> an out-of-control rocket that tomorrow is going to crash into the surface of the moon. It's space junk that was originally identified as the upper stage of a SpaceX booster that was launched into space in 2015. But while SpaceX now is saying... Fuck it is. No, it's not. That's not one of ours. We clean up our mess, thank you very much. And most of them just return back to Earth. So now all lies are on China. China denies it's theirs, but most people believe it is China's. Mm-hmm. So they launched something eight years ago, and they think this is that. It's going to hit the moon tomorrow at 5,800 miles per hour. But it's going to hit on the dark side of the moon. We won't be able to see it with telescopes here. How um, how much of a crater are we talking about? That it, is this really just like a like a puff of dust, basically compared to like I don't, I wouldn't begin to know how, how how big of a crater or do they even know? They do. They say it'll be about sixty six feet across. They say it'll send moon dust flying hundreds <laughs> of miles across the surface of the moon, but otherwise. There's nothing on the moon. There's no it, danger. It, there's no weirdness happening it, there. It's not okay. going to crash right. into some alien's backyard or something like that or, while he's trying to cut the grass. How do you know? You don't know what's on the dark side of the moon. Well, think about this. Think about this possibility. What if we don't know all there is to know about the moon? Maybe it's like um, an M&M where it's crunchy on the outside but soft in the middle. How do we know this fucking rocket isn't going to hit the moon and go right through it? To the Marshmallow Center. And then we've just got a big fucking olive. It's not a moon anymore. We've got a big hole in it. I mean, that really wouldn't impact us, would it? Well, see, that I don't know. Like, I... I, I mean, the, the moon affects so much of us. I mean, the moon doesn't just affect the tides. We're mainly sure. water, too. That's why when it's a full moon, people get all squirrely. So we might get a little bit weird when that happens. It's it, possible. I'm not saying it's impossible. I don't know what the moon's made out of. China. Yeah, and another issue with China. <laughs> Will you guys please just be nice and get along with everybody? I mean, holy shit. Uh, Uber is in the news today. Uber lost a ruling from the Ontario Ministry of Labor. Uber has long maintained that their workers are independent contractors. Mm. And if you're an independent contractor, that means you don't get the same equal treatment as an actual bona fide employee independent contractors typically if they they work 10 hours and they get paid ten dollars an hour they get a hundred bucks no deductions they're responsible for their own as a private contractor there's a lot of differences between an employee and a private contractor but one toronto-based uber courier claimed he was an employee and didn't like that uh he didn't get vacation pay 
And he says there was a minimum wage discrepancy and the Ministry of Labor ruled for the employee. So Uber had to go and pay this guy. It wasn't a huge amount, $919.37. But the ruling also dinged Uber for not allowing the required breaks during all of the courier shifts. An Uber spokeswoman says they're going to appeal. What I'm trying to figure out here is, what do you want? If you're an Uber driver, I would assume that you got into it because it's fairly easy to get into it and because you wanted to work on your own terms and just make some extra money from your vehicle. Did you honestly get into that thinking you should have the same rights and privileges as an employee and have to go through the employee process? Because I really think that if this is the route that it's going with the gig economy, that you want to be treated as an employee, it's not going to end well for you. Yeah. I don't think it's going to. Then there's no difference between being an Uber Eats courier and working in a factory. Well, it is confusing to me because it's not like Uber sets the hours. I feel like if you're an employee, it means that your company is setting your hours and that wouldn't be the case here. He's choosing to work those hours and not give himself a break. Am I wrong there? I don't think you're wrong. I mean, they'll just keep sending you orders until you turn it off, but you can turn it off at any time. And take a break on your, the, the way that you feel that you need to take a break. And that's the flexibility that I hmm. thought people who work in the gig economy appreciated. They appreciated being able to set their own hours. They appreciated that... Uh, if they want to go out and work for all day tomorrow because they're off from their other job, you can go out and make as much money as you can. Not a mandatory forced break every couple of hours. Not with uh, deductions coming off of your pay that go to the federal and provincial governments. Hmm. None of that stuff. I, I don't know that this is really what the Uber couriers and the DoorDash couriers and all those in that economy, the gig economy, want. So it's a weird one. I'm trying to figure out, though, is this what they want? Or is this just one guy who saw an opportunity to get an extra thousand bucks out of Uber? We I mean, holiday pay? Really? Are there people out there who won't drive for Uber Eats on family day? Well, it's a holiday. I can't work today. No, I would think you see That's that as a the, money-making opportunity. It's one of the busy. I'm sure it's now. All of those holidays are one of the busiest days of the year for the gig economy. But my question, a couple of questions. So with this new minimum wage coming into effect here, does that affect that in terms of holiday pay and the structure because it is being set in place as a minimum wage? You know, that's a like, great question. Where does that lie? And And another question would be, Benefits. Where do benefits kick in? Because I feel like that's going to be the next argument. Well, the government is going to introduce, for Ontario anyway, I don't know how it'll happen outside, the portable benefits where you basically buy your plan or you pay into your plan through the provincial government as opposed to having the deductions taken right. off by your employer. But either way, you'll pay for those benefits. Everyone does, unless they've negotiated themselves a very good deal. I, I don't know that this is actually what these employees want or if it's just a very loud few. And if you want to be an employee somewhere and, and have the protections that come as being an employee, then you also have to accept the downside that comes with being an employee. For a long time, I worked as a private contractor that had certain tax advantages for me and that I could write off a lot of things mm -hmm. that I can't write off as an employee. Right. There was uh, many benefits and of well, course. there's pros and cons to everything. I kind of figured that people who are doing this just wanted a side hustle, make a little bit of money on the side. I didn't know that they were looking for a career driving for Uber. That seems strange to me. That's why I can't figure out why there's such a push to do all this lately, but uh, maybe the labor minister's listening. Monty, yeah. 
Come on, give me I a call. I feel like it's complicated even for Monty, like to be, like even for anyone to figure out. And it, and it goes back to the question you asked, though. What do you want? It almost seems to me like we need to start doing t- tiers. And I'm not in the gig economy, but based on these stories that we've been hearing, it's almost like there needs to be tiers of employment, employment basically. Maybe there are. Full-time, this is your status, whatever. You, you have to interview for it in the whole nine yards. Then there's the cash people. You know, they get to work on their own hours and do all those things that you suggested that I, I assumed most people wanted to do, too. I'm not sure what the answer is, but I, I am curious about that, too, because I thought that was one of the perks to it. It's like you make your own hours and it's a pretty chill situation. I can also see why Uber would not want them necessarily classified as employees. Right. Yes, I'm using air quotes as opposed to private contractors. I mean, if they get a valid, serious complaint. They'd like to be able to say, you're done. You're not driving for us anymore. This person says you you ate their fries and right. drank half their drink. So we can't right. have that. You're fired. Yeah. Well, as you know, it's very difficult sometimes to get rid of an employee. Yes. Whereas a contractor, you can just, sorry, you're done. See yeah. You. And, and you use up your own resources as a company in order to sometimes have to uh, defend that person, even though what they did was wrong, right? All it takes is for someone to be sued. And then you're like, great, now our lawyers have to get involved in this. And it takes up company resources and definitely money, which they don't like. Yeah, I don't understand the shift they're making in this market or why the government's even getting involved. And I'm really not even convinced that they fully understand the mindset of people who do it. But for whatever reason, this is more of the government injecting themselves in. Maybe it's good if, if in your personal situation. Fine. All right. I just don't see it. Uh, Fitbit has recalled over a million smartwatches. That's a big fucking recall. They've recalled over a million of their smartwatches following reports of burn injuries from overheating batteries. Mm. The Consumer Product Safety Commission announced this yesterday. Fitbit received at least 115 reports in America and at least 59 from overseas about overheating batteries that cause second and third degree burns. Yikes. Are you serious? Yeah. That fucking watch could have like burned me alive. Really? Well, when you think about it too, yeah, the batteries are intense in those. And even your phone, do you ever get that every now and again where your phone feels so hot and you're just like, what is happening? It's like, feel like I could burn you. So if you have that on your wrist, yeah, I could see that happening. So are they going to replace the batteries with something new like are these like batteries that are no good i think you get a new watch because i don't know that you can just sub out the battery like a like a remote control but i mean like what's what's gonna there's something gonna be wrong with the next one then if that's the case potentially potentially yeah i mean hey listen if the fitbit is to promote physical activity nothing will make you run faster Ah! than being on actual fucking fire (laughs) run fatty (laughs) (laughs) oh we noticed you're a little inactive today watch this (laughs) It's a neat battery <laughs> trick we've got. Get off the couch. You, you don't want to run? How about stop, drop, and roll? Why don't you try that one? Um, okay, let's get into a couple of things here. Uh, this one is wild. The next two are crazy, and they both have to do with uh, relationships. This woman says she's making her husband get a vasectomy. So that he will not be able to have children with other women if their marriage doesn't last. Here's the story. They have two kids. They're going to have one more. And the woman, just as an insurance policy of sorts, wants to make sure that if things don't work out in their relationship, this guy doesn't run off 
and have kids with somebody else. She doesn't want her kids to have stepbrothers and sisters. She doesn't want any of that to go down. (laughs) So she's making her husband go and get a vasectomy. He's going to get snipped on the eventuality that they divorce. That uh, okay? I have questions. I have so many questions. First and foremost, is she going to be able to have any more kids following that third baby? She doesn't say like, "Oh, it's because I can no longer have kids, so I know for sure it's not going to be our baby next." As, she doesn't say that. As far as I know, it's just him that needs to go and do this because this is her insecurity. She's thinking about her future and her kids' future. She doesn't want him to run off and and create those stepbrothers and sisters. No more kids after the ones we have. You must really have some uh, deep-rooted trust issues in that man that you're with, my dear, to make you feel the need to get him snipped because you feel like eventually you'll divorce. What are the reasons why you guys would divorce? Obviously, there's more to this. There's much more to this. Well, she has posted a second video, a follow-up that says the wording made it sound as if a split was imminent. It's not. It's not a matter of when they divorce. It's if they divorce. Because people were asking it. Are, are you planning on this? She says, if we do, nothing is ever for sure. Been there, done that. And, and many people have hot takes on this one. Many people feel like he is actually going to go through with it just so she doesn't leave him. Some people are saying she's a manipulative bitch. <laughs> yeah, don't say. Other people pointing out, well, vasectomies can be reversed. reversed. Yes, they certainly can. It's crazy how controlling you are over his future that doesn't even include you. I'm, Messed up I, is what another person says. For me, this blows my mind because I have two children with my husband. We are done having kids. And can I just say, like, for me, I didn't even think about that I didn't this guy this woman obviously I'm sure many insecurities this this woman has a ton of insecurities and that's probably where it stems from she obviously feels as though he might leave her and this is her feeling more secure about no he won't leave me and and start a family so that's what I don't want him to leave and and hate our family and go make babies with someone else and so this is how I'll feel more secure about us and our relationship it is extremely controlling but I think that she really needs to talk to somebody about that I don't think that's something you just let go of I think as the husband hearing those words I would hope you're concerned for your wife I really do. And I know there's probably going to be comments in there regarding the fact that I don't know how old the other two children are, but she's about to have a third. Is that correct? I think they are trying to have a third or they're discussing having a third. And and she has said that once we're done, you're done. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of emotions there. You wonder if some of it stems from, yeah, absolute insecurity is my number one thing there. And also... (laughs) Perhaps she's going through something. I'm not sure when she had the last kid. I would even, you know, question, is there some sort of other stuff going on there? Has she always had that thought? Like going into the marriage of like, after we're done having kids, this one's having a vasectomy. Or is it something that you've concluded as you've had children? And I'm get what I'm getting to, I'll stop dancing around the issue, is I wonder if this is a postpartum thing. Because it sounds like it might be related to that. I'm not sure. Uh, obviously, I don't know this woman, but I would have concerns about her and, and those feelings because there's a lot she needs to probably and she should work on for herself. She should realize, hey, these feelings aren't right and I need to work on me to correct this. So you definitely feel that that's not an appropriate ultimatum for him to give? No. So while I do agree that it's 
my body, my choice. And I, I believe that. I do think, though, that there is there's something here, even if she hasn't quite tapped into the exact reason. If, if uh, I had been in this scenario, and, and I'm, I'm kind of in this scenario, I have kids with my ex-wife. Well, now I'm with someone else. And while her and I have no intention of having kids, I like kids. I really do. I like being a dad. I'm a pretty good dad, too, I think. So, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not opposed to it, but I do understand a couple of the, the scenarios that can be fallout from that. If you move on, you, you two get divorced, and, and, and this guy moves on, and he has kids with somebody else, that's less time that he can focus on his current kids because he'll have his new kid. That's less money, disposable income that he has to spend on his prior kids because of his new kid. And if you really want to put the priority on your family right now, okay, then basically what she's doing is setting the parameters so that he can't go and and minimize the priority that he currently has on his current kids. Do you understand what I'm saying? Does yeah, that make sense? I mean, yes and no. I hear what you're saying. I just think that's uh, that's it's just such a messed up way to look at it. Yeah, but, but I, I get it. For but, sure. I, but I'm sitting in, in, in the seat that I'm sitting in. Right. And you're sitting in the seat you're sitting in and someone else listening to this says, maybe that makes sense. Maybe I should have done that. Who knows? I mean, everybody's going to do it coming from their own perspectives. For me, I don't see and, and my body, my choice is a, is a great thing to say, Scott, because this is probably coming from a woman who would agree my body, my choice. Yes. Um, you know, what, what if it were the role was reversed and the man said, you know what, right after the baby comes, I'd like to have a surgery, get those tubes removed to make sure that we don't have any more babies. Well, fuck you. You know, um, I think either way, you don't tell someone what to do with their body, regardless of whether they're your significant other or not. This is a conversation you have as a team. It should always be that way. It seems one-sided. Of course, we're not hearing from the husband right now, but it seems a little one-sided to me. And I feel like that's a recipe for disaster. I wonder if other couples have that conversation. Hey, we're going to we're going to have a family. You and me, we're going to have kids and oh, it's going to be great. But just so you know, before we have these kids, there's going to be some rules on this in that if we're having kids, these are going to be your only kids. You're not going to move on from me to someone else and have kids with them. And then maybe even to someone else and have kids with them. If we're starting a family, this is the family. And while things don't have to work out between you and I, anything could happen, your commitment is always going to be to your kids. I can kind of see where they're coming from there. I don't have an opinion one way or the other because no matter what, if this guy actually does have the vasectomy, it's going to be done professionally in a clinic. It's not like she's going to go and grab the, <laughs> could always grab be worse. the scissors out of the kitchen drawer. <laughs> You know, take matters into her. If she did that shit, that's not okay. Yeah, I think the conversation, though, I mean, key is you're absolutely right. If that really is your mindset, but that's where I wonder: did she always have that, or is this something that that came to her more recently? And why? And I have many questions as to why that came to you more recently. It's a scenario I'd never even considered, but as I think about it. I, I don't think that she has any right to tell him what to do with his body, but Mm -hmm. I can see why a couple might want to have that conversation. Maybe that's worth having. Uh, Maybe it is. In yeah. less of a threatening yeah. way than she's doing. Yeah. <laughs> she, she flat out said, fuck you, you're getting snipped. Yeah, maybe just over a very chill a, a very chill evening. Everyone's calm. Let's just have a calm conversation. 
how, you know, bring this story up to your partner and see how they react to it. Ooh, what if there's a couple listening together right now? Oh, there's plenty of couples that listen together. And I love that. And some of them will reach out to us. I've had guys reach out to me and say, I can't tell my wife, but yeah, you're absolutely right. I agree with you. <laughs> this, 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 and this. Oh, sneaky. <laughs> Hope she doesn't go into your DMs, bro. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, here's the other one. A woman says she was extremely hurt after her husband suggested he should have sex with her sister. And I know ladies, you're wondering, well, what's wrong with that? A lot of guys want to have sex with my sister. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the story. The couple has infertility issues. So on Reddit, the woman reveals that she and her husband have been struggling to get pregnant. They decided to look into surrogacy. And when that came up, they thought, we should ask your sister, the wife's sister. So they did. They said to the sister, hey, we want to have a family. We want to have kids. We're not having any luck. We need a surrogate. We would like for you to be the surrogate. And of course, the aunt eventually. The sister agreed. But, as you've probably heard, in vitro fertilization is very expensive. And there's no guarantees. It doesn't always work. Sometimes you pay out the money and no baby. Sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes you miscarry. There's a lot of reasons that it might not work, but it doesn't change the fact that you still have to pay a pretty hefty bill. So what the husband suggested was it's this. Instead of giving the money to this fertility clinic, To get your sister pregnant, why don't I just fuck her? Why don't I just do that as a cheaper, a free way to impregnate her and then she can carry our baby and then when the baby's born, she can just hand it over to us. But it's not their baby. That is where it gets really messed up for me because we're talking about two different things. First of all, yes, guys, for those wondering, I do think he's a douchebag. Absolutely. But that aside, okay, so... First and foremost, surrogacy, um, to be a surrogate, actually, fun fact, you cannot pay for a surrogate. You don't pay. You're not allowed to pay for a surrogate here. Technically. Technically. But people do. You pay for, legally, you're not supposed to. Right. You pay for the expenses that come along with it. And while you're a surrogate, you most definitely can expense anything you want. I mean, groceries. Like, you can expense all kinds of things. Obviously, the appointments. Obviously, the vitamins. Obviously, all the things. They will pay up the ass for them. So whatever it is, absolutely, you get paid. But you can't pay for the actual surrogate. So finding a surrogate. I just thought it was funny that you used the analogy up the ass because that's not how you get pregnant. That's not how you get pregnant. Fun. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, okay. So that said, sister's willing to house and grow their child in her belly, which is a big ask, by the way. That is a massive ask. That's not just an easy cash thing to do. Um, So that's incredible that sister even said, yeah, like I want you to be able to have a baby. I'm sure she did not have in mind this guy's thought process on it of, well, it doesn't really have to be your baby. Like that is 
uh, so diabolical that he would even suggest, let's cut the crap of this in virtue of fetalization thing. Uh, we don't basically saying we don't even need your egg. I'll make a baby with her. That will be their baby, not his wife's baby. And then she not she has literally zero to do with the process. Like, how alienating is that? How unbelievably gross is that? It's like this guy's obviously just wants to have sex with her sister. That's what it seems like to me, because he would have at least if he wanted to go that gross, gross route of why don't I just have a baby with her and we'll pretend it's ours. There are fucking turkey basters at Dollarama you can pick up, which is also a cheap alternative. Why wouldn't you at least jizz into a cup and use a turkey baster? That didn't become your first thought process. It was, oh, we'll just have sex with her. And I know a lot of people are also in the back of their mind who watch Shameless, like myself, thinking about that time in Shameless, this happened, where it was actually her mom. It was the the woman's mom that agreed to have their baby, but she couldn't have babies. Uh, anyway, it's it, no matter which way you slice it, Bad idea, bad idea that he would even bring that up, even if it was a mistake. And even if he knew it was that was a stupid idea. She says, my excitement quickly turned to devastation. Yes. After my husband suggested that they do it the traditional way, meaning he would have sex with my younger sister rather than implanting one of her fertilized eggs into the sister through in vitro fertilization. She said the husband claims he just wanted to save some time and money. IVF is expensive. She says they're financially stable. Husband points out, but we could be using that money for the future of the kid. For what we spend conceiving the kid, that could be their college fund. So he's thinking about this. I hate to say it because it's not, but it is kind of from the practical standpoint in money. Not that practicality should come into this decision at all. She says that if they did go through with it, she would always carry the memory of how that baby was conceived. But now he's been guilting her. He told her, the wife, she's being selfish (laughs) because he's always wanted to be a dad. So after voicing his or her disdain for this idea, she decided to go online and seek a little bit of non-biased help from strangers. What does everyone think? Is this something I should even consider? (laughs) Is this something she could even consider? From the money standpoint, even from the money. No. No. Okay. No. No, Like zero. You're right. Dollarama does have the basters. (laughs) Like honestly, there is another option. Why'd you just jump right to? You like hopped right to it. Like instead of a million other options or even, you know what? Maybe we can talk to somebody. Like there's a million other things that you could have at least thought of. And that was what you jumped to. There's there's your mistake. I think we should all give this guy a vasectomy. I think that's the answer. Let's give this guy the vasectomy and make sure he never has children. Um, I would get out if I were her. That's a big red, huge red flag. Huge red flag. I would just, I would probably get out. And I don't say that often. I would say, you know, talk to me. Maybe he made a mistake. No, F that. Get out. And be thankful you didn't make a baby with him. Wow. What if he's a... No. No. I'm trying to think of how you can... No. I... uh, He could just be stupid. Like, is that what you're wondering? Maybe he's actually stupid and he doesn't understand what he's he's saying? Kat, I'll tell you something. You'd be amazed at how fucking stupid some people are. (laughs) Honest to God, they think to themselves, well, we got to have sex to have a baby. And it's never occurred to them that there's any other way to do it. So they just think that, well, I would put my penis in you and you'd be pregnant, but you can't get pregnant, but she's going to have the baby for us. So why don't we just cut out the middleman and we don't need doctors and nurses here. I'll just stick it in her and get her pregnant. (laughs) And and you know what? I don't even have to like it. You know, you get me most of the way there and we'll just finish it off that way. And then we'll have a baby. 
Or maybe he's a total piece of shit. It's entirely possible. He knows it might not happen the first try. How many times is she going to let you bang her sister to try and get her pregnant? I don't think this is going to happen here, dude. I think you probably... You probably shouldn't even have brought this up in the first it's place. It's a bad idea. Because now you've created this big rift in your relationship at a time that is supposed to be so happy. Yeah, you just ruined it. You I, just put a dark cloud over it is what you did. I feel really bad for people that want to have kids and can't. I really, really mm-hmm. do because your options are spend a fortune, adopt, or give up on the dream. And that's a really shitty set of options. And that's not to downplay adoption in any way. Because I know there's a lot of people who have done it. And, and had an amazing it experience. It is a process though. I will say. Because my friends are in the middle of that adoption process right now. And it is, it's not an easy option either. Right? right? They're all. When you say that. You mean they're not easy options too. Right? Exactly. They're either extremely expensive. Or not easy. And also expensive by the way adoption. Because you do have to go through a very rigorous protocol. As you can imagine. And I fucking hope so. If you're adopting a child. Absolutely. You should have to go through the ringer. It's amazing, actually, on that topic. Um, my girlfriend and uh, and her husband. So they're still in the process of doing it, even though she ended up getting pregnant, which was very exciting and awesome. But they're still going through the process. They say they still want to do it. But she was telling me what they have to go through. And there's, uh, you know, people come to your house to make sure that you're re- ready and able and willing. They have to see it for themselves. Again, I'm glad for all of that. But as she's telling me all like the list of shit that she had to do to the house at the time, like, oh, I got to do this and I got to put this. I'm thinking like, isn't it so messed up that like your heart is in the right place? You're definitely the right person to adopt. But there are so many people that have babies that don't have any of those things on that list Mm -hmm. that just bring babies into the world in dangerous scenarios and in, you know, really, 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 really sad scenarios, as you know. But it is a rigorous process. You're not wrong. And and, and whether it's IVF, whether it's surrogacy it is all going to cost you more money than being able to just have a baby so i i hear you on that i do feel that i have a few friends who who have struggled with it or um are still struggling with it and it's it is sad i uh i hear this and it's not the first time i've heard this and i know that it is supposed to be great for you i just don't know if i can do it but yet another study has confirmed that if you truly want to start your day the right way, you get up, you jump in the shower, and then for the last 30 seconds, you flip it all the way to cold. You turn off the hot water completely Ooh. and blast yourself <laughs> 30 seconds of cold water. They say that invigorating blast is truly one of the best things you can do for yourself. You know, I go out of my way to get the water perfect. I like one specific temperature when I'm in the shower. And if it varies in any way, for example, just last night I was giving Charlie a bath. I had him in my shower with me and I was cleaning him up, but it takes a while to bathe the dog and the water started to get a little colder. And I thought, no, 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 no. If I have to, I will jump out of here and continue washing him from the outside, but I'm not standing in even warm water. I want hot. They're saying you should go full-blown cold for the last... 30 seconds of your shower. That's funny is I do the exact opposite of that. I crank it so hot, like steaming hot tub on. Give me all the heat. I take it until I can't take it anymore. And then I shut it off. What does that do? Is that do the, is that the opposite effect? Because that's what I do. Okay. So you only take crazy hot water, no cold. Yeah. So I do a regular shower, which is more on the warm side of course, because I'm always cold. So I love a nice warm shower always. So nice warm shower. It's like normal temperature. Nothing weird there. 
Uh, after I'm, when I'm completely finished, I blast it to hot until I feel like I'm going to physically melt. Really? Yeah, just for that last 20 seconds. Just give me that heat. I put it on my, like, just nice on my shoulders. It just has this nice hot blast. I love it. Is that weird? That's weird. All right, maybe I shouldn't it's have said that out loud. Weird, but the, the hydro <laughs> and the gas prices oh, right now. Oh, it's like 30 seconds, you cheap fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Does your girlfriend have to hear that all the time now that you guys are in a new, a new no, place she, together? She, she nicknamed me, you cheap fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I couldn't imagine. Because I didn't to... want to pay for in vitro. <laughs> I just... I couldn't Why would imagine. I do that one? I could just fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine, though. You'd be like, hey, you left the light on in here again. That's another point off. You have like a tally, like a, like a chalkboard in the middle of the kitchen. Honestly. Mm-mm. You really do learn about somebody when you start living together. And there's a few things that I've learned since really? we started living together. Can we talk about this? Yeah. She leaves her clothes on the tub. Like you, we have On a, the tub? We have a big, big shower. I mean, you could probably fit five, six people in there. It's nuts. But the tub is completely separate. And when she gets undressed at night, she lays her clothes on the tub. And I'm thinking to myself... I can see your laundry basket from here. What, what, what the fuck's going on over here? And I'm weird about it. Like, do I say something? Because it's her house too, and it, she can live the way, whatever way she wants to live. It's not up to me necessarily. Like, can I start intervening and saying, oh, did you think those dishes were going to put themselves away? Ooh, no, you got to be careful how you say see, it now. See, this is the thing. Yeah. And I, I'm, there's a couple things that are really fucking bothering me, and I don't know <laughs> if I should bring it up. You wait until you're really deep into a marriage before you do that, like most people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right before we have the conversation about me getting snipped in case it doesn't work out. <laughs> That's so funny. Everybody has their things, right? In any case, it says if you do that and just give yourself the Arctic blast, okay. the last 30 seconds of your shower, all right. no hot, all cold, they say you'll get a huge burst of energy as your body tries to conserve heat and kicks your circulation into full gear. The bonus to this is those icy cold temperatures release endorphins, which have an antidepressant effect. Okay. Okay. That's probably why I'm so sad all the time. I just... <laughs> When I see Kat at five o'clock in the morning, I think to myself, you bitch, you should have just taken you know a cold 30 second shower. You know what's interesting, though, is I'm a night showerer. That's true. So you do shower at I night. I wonder if, like, so now I'm kind of wondering, so do I try the cold? Because if it does give me an energy boost, do I want that right before bed? I don't necessarily crawl right under my covers after my shower, but it's close enough. It's like within like an hour of when I go to sleep. I'm going to test it, though. I'll give it a try. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say no to this because I do believe that cold water is absolutely a good energy burst. On the weekends when I shower, I obviously shower in the morning because I have a little more time there. So I'll definitely try it on the weekend and see how I feel. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. In America, a federal judge has thrown out a lawsuit, a proposed class action lawsuit, against the Kellogg Corporation. (gasps) That's a big corporation. Sure is. And these people, they had dollar signs in their eyes when they contacted this lawyer. They said, we want to sue. And the, the, the lawyer's like, all right, let me see if I can put together a class action for you. Let's bring half of America in. Here's the issue with the Kellogg Corporation. Apparently, and this is just an allegation, not tested in court. 
the strawberry Pop-Tarts don't contain enough strawberries. So a U.S. district judge, Marvin Aspen, if you want to look it up, he's in Chicago, ruled no reasonable consumer could believe that (laughs) Kellogg's packaging, (laughs) that the breakfast Pop-Tart contained only strawberries or more strawberries than other ingredients such as pears and apples. Here's the quote. The word strawberry combined with a picture of a half a strawberry and a Pop-Tart oozing red filling does not guarantee that there will be a certain amount of strawberries in the product's filling. Oh, my God. (laughs) No reasonable consumer could conclude that the filling contains any certain amount of strawberries based on the package's images and its use of the term, quote-unquote, strawberry. But did anyone assume there was even a minuscule amount of actual strawberry inside the Pop-Tart? Cat. There are people out there wandering among us all <laughs> that will go to the grocery store and they'll, they'll see the Pop-Tarts in the aisle and they'll think, oh, look, it's got strawberry in it. This is good for me. <laughs> That's what they think because they're fucking You're dumb. wrong. But who actually thinks that the fruit filling in anything, in a Pop-Tart, in a, you know, anything but like Granola a... Bar. Like a, Anything is actually what it is. It's not in the fucking produce section. It is not actual produce. It didn't grow in the ground. <laughs> it didn't get plucked from a tree. There is no... Even if, even the judge said, no reasonable consumer could possibly conclude that there's strawberries in a Pop-Tart just because it looks like a strawberry on the box. Turns out Captain Crunch didn't actually get started by a captain. I feel duped. I'm suing. He doesn't even have his boater's card. Yeah. <laughs> He's a fucking fraud. Really so fucking but this oh must have God. been some major awakening for some asshole, probably in America somewhere. He woke up one day and he was chewing on his Pop-Tart, which he, if it's food, you can't toast it for 30 seconds and call it cooked. I mean, it's, <laughs> this is the whole thing is goddamn ridiculous. But some guy probably woke up one day and he was eating his Pop-Tart and he got to the middle, which is delicious. And thought to himself, I don't see any actual strawberries in here. <laughs> what kind of bullshit is this? Honey, call my lawyer. We're going to sue. You know what it is? This reminds me of like, I feel like someone saw what happened with Subway, right? We all know what happened with Subway. And then that was a lawsuit as well, right? The, the foot long not, not a, a whole foot. foot. <laughs> the foot long not a foot long. And then Subway had to like release an apology. And I'm not sure if money was handed out at the time. I, I can't remember the details to it now. We all remember the story though, right? So some moron, some moron probably is going around, someone like this, and there's probably multiple people looking in grocery stores for shit that they can sue for. Guaranteed. It's astounding uh, that a normal person was willing to go in front of a judge and try and make an argument that they're a normal person who enjoys strawberries and wasn't getting the strawberry content from their Pop-Tarts that they're eating. So dumb. How are you so invested into a Pop-Tart that you were willing to go to court over this? It's... uh, We'll move on. One last story. Uh, I'm getting furious right now. No, me too. I feel it. (laughs) Look what happens when the sun's up. I didn't even take 30 seconds of a cold shower today. I'm fucking pissed. Last one. And this one is this one is serious, but I'm going to do this because I think that when you are watching videos on Twitter or Instagram or TikTok, when you're 
watching stuff on the news about this war, and we're seeing civilians get killed. We're seeing a Freedom Square there got shelled by bombs, and it's awful, the, the war that's happening in Ukraine right now from the Russian invasion. But there's a human side to war as well that goes beyond just guns and bombs. A Russian soldier broke down in tears while he was on the phone with his mother after he surrendered to the Ukrainians. This video is probably going to, at the end of this year, when we look back on what happened in the year, this video I feel like is going to be one of them. This could be like Time's video of the year because it really does put things in perspective. So he's a young soldier from Putin's army. He, he went into this city and he said, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to shoot these people. I'm not going to threaten these people. I'm not going to terrorize these people. And to be honest with you, he was kind of outnumbered anyway because the Ukrainians are doing a very good job at standing their ground in certain areas. He laid down his weapon. He surrendered to the Ukrainian forces. A group of women, I believe there's three of them, brought him in. They gave him a cup of tea. They gave him a pastry. And one of the women handed him her phone and said, call your mother and tell her you're okay. So this soldier had to phone his mom back in Russia and say, mom, uh, I've been captured. I've surrendered. I'm okay, but he broke down in tears telling his mom that he surrendered. And the fact that he was treated the way he was treated by the Ukrainians. I mean, this is a guy that for all the Ukrainians knew was going to shoot them, Mm -hmm. was going to capture them, was going to arrest them, was going to take their shit. He didn't do that. He surrendered. And they took him in and basically took care of him. That's the human side that we don't see on TV very often. But that's what's going on. I mean, at the end of the day, whether you're wearing a Russian army uniform or you're a Ukrainian who hasn't had a shower in a week and has been hiding in your basement in case the Russian forces come, we're all still people. And the fact that the Ukrainians could separate the war from the human side of it under all the adversity they're facing and bring this guy in and and give him the basics. Call your mother and tell her you're okay. Do you know how much that meant to that kid and how much it meant to that Russian mom? Yeah. That's the human side that we just, war is ugly and it overshadows so much humanity just like that. And I love it. I really do. That is, uh, I'd love it even more if there was no war. Of course. I I mean, of course. And we're hearing stories. All we have is the stories uh, to go on. And there are some reporters that are in Ukraine that are doing a great job in, in reporting this. And so we can get some of the information there. But from what I've seen and heard as well, th- a soldier like this, is he's not alone. There's a l- been a lot of soldiers in Putin's army who have f- not only just said, I'm not doing this, they've abandoned their war vehicles and left them there mm-hmm. um, and, and gone or back home. Or they're trying to get captured. Or they're t- t- doing their best to get captured, knowing that I-, I assume the Ukrainian army or whoever's fighting for Ukraine hasn't has been doing more things like this than harming them, you know, than trying to get back at at Putin by getting to these young soldiers who m- most of which, from what I can tell, don't even want to be there. I wonder if that uh, would give them an asylum claim. If you're a Russian soldier who has basically gone into Ukraine and seen these are people just like me, I'm I'm not shooting them. I'm not arresting them. I don't even know why we're here. If you decide you're going to do that, you really can't go back to Russia. I don't think anyway. 
I wonder if you'd be able to get an asylum claim and, and be able to go elsewhere, uh, mm-hmm. whether countries in Eastern Europe or what. I don't know how that works, but if you get a chance, search out that video. It will not be hard to find because it's everywhere already. And it's beautiful in a lot of ways. Yeah. And one step further, if you do feel the need to do something, because we mentioned, I feel like it was last week when we started to talk about feeling just absolutely hopeless. There is a little more hope in in, in us helping. And our, actually our company, our our website, our our web station, or our, sorry, our radio station website, which is 915thebeat.com, many other stations. I mean, you can Google it, of course. Um, has a list of of places you can go to help donate. There's actually a lot of a Ukrainian church that's local here. I know, for example, is taking um, donations and they've give, listed their top donations that they will be sending to Ukraine because they are unable to source goods in some of these parts. Um, so talk about a supply shortage in the middle of a war. There certainly is one. So if you do feel the need when you hear stories like this to help, there are a lot of different places that are asking for help and accepting that. And little things, too. I mean, it's not just on the Red Cross level. Uh, There is a bakery in Waterloo, Bellissima Bakery. Mm -hmm. They're a Ukrainian bakery, as far as I know. Um, Anyway, they are doing a cupcake sale and they're donating the money to the Ukrainian Red Cross. They're in Oak Park Drive in Waterloo. That's happening this Saturday. They asked if we could mention it because they want to sell a lot of cupcakes and make a lot of money. And frankly, they need money. They need blood. If you're able to Mm -hmm. give blood, please, it really is the gift of life. However you can help in your way, there's people over there that really need it. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll throw out another uh, great uh, spot here in Kitchener where we broadcast our show from is Play a Latte Cafe, and they are collecting items to be sent to Ukraine, and it is with the Ukrainian church uh, that I spoke of in Waterloo, um, items for kids specifically too, so warm sleep sacks, baby formula blankets, backpacks, lunchboxes, Tylenols and wipes and baby soap, the whole nine yards. Um, so there are a lot of organizations trying to help in their way too, and I love seeing that. That's amazing. That's that's the power of people, right? And like you said, that's the human side to it all. Have yourselves a fantastic Thursday, everybody. It's cold, but the sun is shining. Get gas today if you can. It went up six cents a liter last night. It's going up eight cents a liter tonight at midnight. And reports say another eight cents by Monday. So today is the cheapest it's going to get for the foreseeable future. We'll see you right back here tomorrow for another episode of After Nine. Major League Baseball has canceled opening day and some regular season games after owners failed to reach a deal with players to end the lockout. Yeah, It's tough because that means that there's only 900 baseball games left this season. (laughs) Fitbit is recalling nearly 2 million of its smartwatches after 118 people reported that the batteries got too hot and burned them. 118 people. How'd it get to that point where they're like, maybe the first 117 are just a fluke. Usually the only time I get burned by my Fitbit is when it tells me I didn't stand up enough. <laughs> the After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy it.